because there's some stuff going on in uh, in the world right now that um, I just want to address. It's not not quite the right word, but I want to just have a chat with about you guys because I believe um, I believe God's doing some wonderful stuff, and um, I want us to be a part. Not only do I want us to be a part, but I believe we're supposed to be a part. So um, I just want to talk a little bit about the uh, revival going on at, in Asbury, at Asbury College. I don't know if you have seen that in the news. I've, I actually saw it, um, I saw it last week, just a blurb, and then I saw it hit actually the national news this week. Um, it's getting um, stuff you know, all over the place. And so um, I want to just talk just briefly about what the Lord's doing there. And then I want to pray once again, because I, I believe that God's um, got that for us here. Now, uh, if you haven't really heard, I, I just did about that much research on it. Okay, so I don't, I've not been there. I don't have all of the, all of the information. But um, Asbury College in, in Kentucky, um, number one, they, they had a, a, a small revival in like 1970, uh, student-led, and the, it went for around 100 straight hours um, where it was just an, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the, the students just, um, the, the Spirit just fell on them, and they were in prayer and in worship, and they, they had you know, just a, a peace and a fervency. And um, I believe it's been going on since the 8th, if I remember right, of, of February. Uh, so a couple weeks, two and a half years or so. Um, but it was just in a, a normal chapel service, nothing special. And um, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit fell. And, um, and people did not want to leave. Just, uh, just a sweet love of, of the Lord, um, a, um, a, a holiness, if you will. You know, they're one of the... Um, uh, in fact, let me, I wasn't planning on doing this, so hopefully I can put my finger right on it. Um, no, I'm not going to be able to put my, put my finger on it. But one of the, the seven um, uh, anointings of the Holy Spirit out of Isaiah is the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord, I've, I've probably had about, if on a scale of one to one hundred, I've probably gotten to the to the four or five mark. Okay, so I have not really had that hit, but there's this this I, this aspect of holiness, right? That you get into the presence of God and and you you realize you are in holiness, and so you you start to see um, everything that is not holy in your life, and you just you've got to get rid of it, and that's part of the aspect that that is there. In, in Asbury right now. It's just a, a precious, precious anointing where people are, are coming. Um, they're feeling the love of the Lord. So it's not that they're being pushed out. It's they're feeling love. They're feeling um, a, a, a healing. They're feeling um, a, a peace. Uh, they're, they're getting into worship and they're feeling the Holy Spirit just descend on them. Uh, they are... Um, getting that holiness aspect that they want to get rid of sin and um, have more of God. And uh, from everything that, 
I have read, um, it is a um, just an amazing experience. It's just peace. There is um, there's no real leader there, and that's something that they've uh, really tried to do. It's it's student led more than anything. I think there's some leaders there that are are, are helping, but. It's a lot just worship. People come in and uh, just they they lead out in worship and and uh, they have people come forward and for prayer. Um, it's from what I have read. You know, we have heard of some of the more um, ecstatic, if you will, uh, revivals, and I don't think it is any coincidence that I spent a lot of last year going through uh, revivals. Okay. I also don't think it's coincidence that the Jesus Revolution movie is coming out um, this week. Um, God is God is doing something, and He's doing something amazing. Um, but with the thing going on in Asbury, there's not as much of the ecstatic. It's not uh, as much about the healing and, and the deliverance. And the um, now that's not to say that God may not move into some of those. But right now, what it is is just an amazing presence of the Lord. And um, people are coming from now, going from all over the world. And I read one report, the guy said, you know, it, it, don't worry if you cannot get in the building because he said the, um, the intensity of the Holy Spirit that he felt outside the building was more than he's ever been in. Just, just being on the, on the grounds is, is just a, a, an anointing of the Holy Spirit. Um, there's, yeah, four buildings. Um, there's, um, there's traffic jams, <laughs> if you can imagine, people coming from all over the world into this place. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of um, aspects. I, 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 said, I saw one person said, looked at the carpet where there's so many people coming down for prayer and pray. Like, we're going to have to replace that carpet. <laughs> you know, because, it, you know, think about all of the, the things going on in, in you know, People needing places to stay and water and food and restaurants all of a sudden because this thing's been going on 24/7. They're not taking a break. And I believe a lot that's where where God is taking us. Where and I'm not sure it's going to look like. And I don't want we don't want I don't want to put a a box around it and say this is what it's got. It has to look like this. Only God knows, and I'm fine with that. And, um, you know, I, I felt a stirring in my spirit this, this month. I was talking to a good friend of mine early in the month, and I, and I was just, I, I was kind of preaching at him a little bit. And I said, it's, it's, it's time. And he said, yes, it is. It's past time. And I just felt this real stirring. I, I was reading some of the, my prayer journal notes. Going, this, this is what God is doing. I'm starting to really feel a, a different presence of the Lord. Um, even before the singing of Asbury, the, it's God is on the move, and um, to share just a little bit, I, um, I I just just so happened to. You, thank you, Carolyn. <laughs> I have my my one of my first really my first prayer journal uh, hap- happens to be on my desk, and I glanced in it this morning because I was like I, I know the Lord started talking to me about revival. And I had it journaled. Back in July of '96, he started telling me that 
I would be a part of one of the greatest revivals to hit since Pentecost. July of 96. I think I was five. <laughs> now, so it, it's been a while, okay? And I believe that the time is here. I believe it's now. And um, as, you know, there's a lot of the things that I talked about in the, the messages on revival are a lot of what um, they've been seeing at Asbury. And in fact, I, I read, there's a, um, <clears throat> one, of, um, really one of my mentors when I was in seminary, it's a professor that he actually teaches with, um, and he went there. Uh, to, to Asbury, and this guy has done a lot of um, research on revivals and been a part of different ones. And um, he listed and said, look, the, the manifest presence of God is there. Um, the leadership did a great job of balancing freedom and order. Um, uh, he said uh, one, un one unmistakable sign is repentance, and he said that's absolutely there. Uh, there's a... a a uh, deeper work of the spirit, a dying to self, which right now um, is left out of a lot of the uh, quote-unquote evangelical message. It's uh, just raise your hand and you know give God a fist bump and you're saved. And there's no talk of dying to self and repentance and and getting right with the Lord and, and actually following Him. But this is you know there's a there's a dying to self and there's a repentance aspect. Um, he said the worship was was good. It wasn't uh, it wasn't a show. He's, in fact, I think they they don't have they didn't have they intentionally not didn't have the words and video and stuff. It's just worship, and um, people are entering into that. And uh, he gave a kind of a word of encouragement and said um, that he realized years ago that when you enter into a worship service. Uh, you have a choice. You can either be a worshiper or a spectator. And he said he, he intentionally goes into worship services. He said he did it before he went in there. He said, Lord, I don't want to be a spectator. Help me to enter in and be a worshiper of you. And um, he said he experienced just a, a really, really, really sweet time with the Lord. And I want us to be, be ready for that. And you know, I mentioned a lot of the things that, um, the, the periphery things with, with this. Um, you know, I, I've talked about that, you know, when revival comes, there's a cost. And I'm not talking exactly monetary cost, right? Although there is some of that, but God's got that taken care of. I'm not worried about that at all. But there is a, there is a human cost. I mean, think about this this revival going on even for a week straight, 24 hours a day. Joe, how long can you play the guitar? <laughs> okay, so, but, but think about um, 24 hours a day, somebody needing to have the building open. Think about janitorial services. Think about somebody you know, having to run sound because it doesn't just happen in a vacuum. You know, even if you're not having a show, <clears throat> somebody's got to make sure that, you know, the guitar sounds okay and that the batteries don't run out in the mics, right? Somebody's got to be playing the guitar. 
Somebody's got to be thinking about what worship songs. Somebody's got to, you know, when, when you're talking about people coming in from everywhere, you've got to have people directing traffic, both cars and people. Where do you go? How do you get in? You know, what, what does it look like? What is, what, where, where are you putting everybody? And so I've, I've asked the question before, are, are you willing to pay the price? Physically, time-wise, you know, in prayer, in, in just giving up time at night or giving up time during the day to say, okay, Lord, you're here. Let's, um, whatever, it, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And for me, I'm, I'm there. I am looking forward to the day that I just get worn out with ministry and I have to go home and just crash and get up and do it again the next day. You know, that, that I, I just get so tired praying for people that my arms are just falling down. I have to have somebody help pull them up just to go in and let's go home, get some sleep and do it again. Um, you know, it's, it, it, but it's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. And um, I believe that's where we're headed. Um, the last thing I want to say, and then I want us to just, if, if we can, let's just pray together uh, real quick. I believe what God is doing with Asbury. I believe why Asbury is because there's some seeds that are in the ground. And it probably is an aspect from the, the prayers that were prayed from 1970, that people prayed and God is answering those prayers. A crazy thought but you know and that's how it works that's how God doesn't uh, God is God's not anxious and he, he doesn't get in a hurry sometimes I wish he would but <laughs> he doesn't get in a hurry and I believe probably that the prayers from back then are being answered there now now let me tell you there have been prayers in New England from a lot longer back than that that and I believe those prayers God wants to answer. I believe there are seeds in the ground right here that need to come forth. There are seeds that are just that have been planted in the ground right here for another awakening. That there is God's just waiting for the time to say, "Okay, now's the time," because it, you can't make this up and you can't cajole God. You can't twist His arm. I've tried. He's a lot bigger than me, right? Um, you, you can't force him to, to say, okay, show up now or else. You know, it was just a chapel service, and God's going to show up where, when and where he wants to. But I believe we can pray, and we can ask, and we can rely on his grace and believe that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. So if you would just join me in, in prayer, I want to pray specifically for the seeds in the ground that are right here, that they would right now bear fruit and that we would be a part of that. And if I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to open it up. If somebody, I'm going to pray for just a couple of moments and if somebody wants to jump in before I close, um, please do. Lord, thank you so much for what's going on in, at Asbury College right now. Lord, we recognize that you are doing an amazing work Lord, we don't want to criticize it. We don't want to set in judgment of it. We don't want to, um, uh, to 
tear it down in any way. We want to just say thank you. Thank you for the work you're doing, Lord. And we recognize that it is a, a sovereign work that you, you just decided to show up. And, Lord, we're so grateful that you did. And, um, Lord, we are asking that you show up here, right here with us. We know that there are seeds <clears throat> in the ground here in New England and even right here in Willimantic from the Great Awakening. There are seeds. The Great Awakening started here in Connecticut. And there are still those seeds in the ground from Jonathan Edwards and from George Whitfield and many others that were right here in Connecticut. Lord, we ask that you would cause those seeds to spring up and bear fruit, even as Aaron's rod seemed to be dead. And you made it not only have leaves, stem, you know, um, stems and, and buds and leaves, but it, it, it had fruit on it, ripe fruit overnight. Lord, let the seeds of revival, of awakening, that are right here, immediately come and spring up and have buds and bear ripe fruit. And use us. In Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. 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 All right. <clears throat> so Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4. This is a uh, passage I've preached on many times. I have um, taught on it, but I'm going to try to have a, a little bit different aspect this morning. Um, tell you what, let me... Could, can I get a couple of volunteers to read for me? Tim? Maybe one other? Steve? Or how about three volunteers? Um, we're going to go through 16. So 16 divided by 3 is what? Um, about five verses apiece? <laughs> so Tim, how about 1 through 6? Steve, uh, 7. Oops. Um, how about 7 through um, 12? Um, how about 7 through 10 and Lynn 11 through 16? Got it? Awesome. So, um, one, Steve is 1, I'm sorry, Tim is 1 through 6, Steve 7 through... 10 and Lynn 11 through 16. Got it? Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, 
making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. It was he who gave some to be apostles, <coughs> some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, that we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate all of you guys doing that. Um, if, you, if you want to boil this uh, chapter down in a nutshell, um, uh, what the purpose of Jesus is this. He takes the many, right? He makes them into one. And then, with them, fills the earth. He takes the many brings the many together into one. See, in verse, in verse, um, uh, verse 10, He who descended is himself also he who ascended far above all the heavens so that he might fill all things. That he might fill all things. He takes the many, brings them into one, and with the one, fills the earth. Now, let me, um, we've talked about this before, but it's very important for us to, um, to get in our hearts, number one, that this is actually the purpose of God. Okay? It's easy to say. It's easy to say it. We have the Great Commission. We're supposed to go into all the earth and make disciples of all the nations. It's another thing to actually believe it in our hearts. And when I say believe, that we, that we are confident 
that this is the purpose of God and that he is going to fulfill his purpose. That he's going to fulfill his purpose. If, if, you, if, you, if you're not convinced that he's going to fulfill his purpose, A, you're not going to be a part of it, but you're, you're, you're breaking down the, the faith process. Right? What, what, you, what you believe is what you do. Everything else is just religious talk. Right? So you, we, we need to believe that this is really the purpose of God from the very, very beginning. We, we've looked at this before, and then I, I want to talk about how, how is he going to do this? Right? What, what are the steps, I believe, that, for him to do this? But I want us to, to see this. This hit me this week. I'm seeing more and more that um, how, God, how Jesus is uh, the, Jesus is the plan of God from the very beginning. In, um, in Genesis 1, um, you know, God makes all the, he makes the heaven and the earth and the beasts and uh, all that. Then God said, verse 26, let us make man in our, what, image. I don't know why this never hit me before. You know how many times I've read this passage? How many times I've actually, like, kind of preached on it, I've talked about it. Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Who, who is the express image of God? Jesus, right? He is the image of the invisible God. So God, I believe when God is doing this, when he's making Adam and then, then Eve, he is thinking about Jesus. His whole idea is, how do I get Jesus into the world? I want, the, I want my image. God, God cannot have an image because he is, he is, he is invisible. He is, a, he is a spirit being. He is, um, they, they call it non-corporeal. You know, non he, he doesn't have a, a body. He can, if, he, if he wants to make himself so that you can see him like, like he did with Abraham, he, he can do that. But he, he, does, he doesn't have a body like us, Right? So you can't make an image of God. He doesn't want us to have an image. But he said, I'm going to have an image. How am I going to get my son Jesus in the world? Well, I'm going to, I'll make a man and a woman. And their purpose in the likeness of him is to rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. He created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, multiply, and do what? Fill the earth. Fill the earth. That was the purpose from the very big, from the first, this is the first chapter. Fill the earth. And when Jesus comes along, as the perfect image of God, as the perfect man, what is, what is his purpose? To fill the earth. Do you get it? I hope that's in your heart. 
So his purpose is to fill the earth with him. With him. His likeness. Now, we all know Adam and Eve messed up and the earth got filled with their likeness instead. Right? Now, it's Jesus' turn and he's going to fill the earth with his likeness. Now, how, how, how do we jump in that? Verse 1 of, of 4 says that you should walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So what's the first? We need to have the character of Christ first. We need to have the character of Christ. Now, we all know that our own character is flawed. And I don't care how old you are. From the time you're two and you first look at your mom and dad and say, no. Or they say, here, eat this. And you go, right? Our character is flawed. And there are a lot of times that we do not feel like being gracious we don't feel like being kind. We don't feel like giving someone the benefit of the doubt. We don't feel like having that character that is in Christ. But that's exactly what we need. I'm telling you, as, as the Holy Spirit is poured out more and more, we need to have the character that's in Jesus. We need to be gracious with others. We need to be gentle and kind. Um, you know, it, it's it's a lot easier when somebody cuts you off to um, to tell them off than it is to um, to just be gracious and kind and gentle. It's a lot, oftentimes a lot easier. I, t- I tell you that the church. I'm not saying you guys because you all are you all are wonderful. I've told, I tell you that all the time. But the church is fragmented across the... There, there is so much division in the church. In fact, I was reading on the Asbury Revival, and um, they, they advertised and said, okay, these are, these are going to be the, um, the times. I think they're, they're switching because the, they have some different events going on, and the, um, there's a, a National Collegiate Prayer Day, and so they're saying, okay, these are the times and locations that are going to be available and, and this, that, and the other. And so they're switching some times. And, and you, I, I couldn't believe the amount of people that I saw posting and going. Um, it says not to uh, quench the spirit, You're yada, yada, yada. I mean, all of these, like, nasty stuff. And I'm going, guys, the spirit is moving. And you've got, you've got to have some order and structure, and that's okay. You're not quenching the spirit of saying, when you say, look, we need to go home and take a nap. <laughs> All right? You're, you're saying, we're, we're, going, we're going to let everybody recharge so we can do it tomorrow. Or, you, you know, Jesus himself, after they got done ministering, he took his disciples out. said, look, let's go to a solitary place where nobody can find us and just rest. That's right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, 
what that does is it, it, it roils up something on the inside of people that all of a sudden you're, you're bickering and fighting and, and saying nasty things, and that's not the character of Jesus. And I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir here because I, you guys are, I, I love you guys. You all are loving. You all are, you all are kind. You all, you all watch out for, for um, other people. And you know, it, I'm just saying, let's do the best that we can. Let's, if we can take another step and a step up, up let's do. Let's, let's show more love to, to people out there on the outside of these walls. I'm, you guys are really loving in here. Let's show more love outside. Let's, let's think of ways. That's one thing we're doing in evangelism, um, uh, the, the Bible study evangelism class. We're thinking of ways. How can, we, how can we show Jesus better? What are some creative ways that we can either ask and pray for somebody or just share the gospel or, or give them a little snippet that they will have to think about? How can we be more kind, more loving, more peaceful, more gentle? How can people look at us and say, I've never seen Jesus before, but he's got to look just like Steve. Right? Or I've never seen Jesus, but Anne's got to be the closest picture I've ever seen. Because the only Jesus that so many people out there are going to see is you. They are the only, you are the only Jesus that most people outside of these doors will ever see. So are we exhibiting Jesus to them with our love, our grace, our mercy? our peace, our humility. So the, the character of Christ, and not just the character, not only do we need to exhibit his character, but we need to, um, I, I've, I've alliterated this, sometimes your alliteration, but I think it's pretty good. The continuity of Christ. We need to exhibit the continuity of Christ. Look at verse, verse 4. There's one body, there's one spirit, just as also you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Jesus is the one. Now what happens, see, the many, right, to the world, but what, if that, what happens if you take out the one? Right, the, the point is, is that we have to have the unity of the Spirit for us to be able to have Jesus fill the earth. He doesn't want to fill it with the many okay he wants us to he wants to fill it with the one now that one is composed of many right that's why we're called the body of christ right we have a head 
But then, you know, if, if I were just ahead, I would have a really hard time. You, you all probably would not be able to want to look at me. Okay, you had this talking head, all right? <laughs> right? No, we have, we have necks, and we have, we have torsos, and we have arms, and we have feet, and we have hands, and we have legs, and, and you know, we, we're, we're composed, we have a mind, that, you, know, we, and we, you know, we have different ways that we communicate. You know, I talk with my hands a lot. You know, if you, if you were to tie my hands behind my back, I couldn't preach, I promise you. Um, you know, but we, you know, we're all together, and what he wants to do is make that into one body, one body, the body of Jesus. And I promise you, when Jesus was on the earth, his his hand did not walk off over to Galilee while his foot was in Jordan. It didn't happen, right? He was one body. That's what he wants us to be. One body. First of all, you have to have the character because if everyone's backbiting and, and, and arguing and fussing and, and there's all kinds of divisions, you're not one. But we have to realize that we have one God and Father. There is one Spirit, one Lord, Jesus, who makes us into one. And I told you guys, was it last week? I know I'm preaching to the choir here. You guys, um, I believe you, you are unified. I believe that you do have that heart for the Lord. I believe that you all do, you, know, you, you, you follow and you, you serve and you, um, you, you're right there saying, yes, Lord, just, just use me. Let's, let's do this thing. So take this as when, if you were at Asbury, if Asbury was brought right here. And next week, we had 1,500 people packed into this <laughs> room. <laughs> How do you go from the many to all of a sudden saying, let's fill the world with this? You've got to exhibit the character of Christ and then you have to try to find a way to bring that many into the one. And that's, that's all of our jobs. It's not just me. right? I can preach on it, but I can't do it for everybody. But we have to be one. We have to be one in mind and one in purpose and one in love and one in, in heart and realize that we're after one Savior and we're after one purpose and we, we have one God and he, he wants to fill, fill everything and He's going to use us to do it because we're unified. If you go back to the, the Tower of Babel, I, lo- I love it. Um, the Tower of Babel was, was, was the mess that happened. right? But they were unified in purpose. And God came down and said, they could accomplish anything and everything because they're of one mind. So I'm going to confuse all the languages so they can't all work together. But what he wants to do is bring that back together so that his body is one. Not that we can use it to make a name for ourselves like those at the Tower of Babel. We're going to raise a tower so that we can go up to God. No, 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 no. Let's flip that upside down, right? That's, the, that's the, new, the new temple from Ezekiel. It's flipped upside down. It's God coming down here. 
because there's unified one purpose, one Lord, and He uses us. Like I said, you guys, you guys are on track. You're, you're okay. This is not, this is not. I'm not pointing my finger here. What I am saying is, when, when, when people start to come in, when we start to have this influx, and we start, how, how can we? incorporate them into the unity that we already have. Right? It's the character of Jesus. Going back to the character issue. Sharing with them. Saying, look, this is, this is where we're going. This is how you do it. It's discipleship. It's, uh, Steve is awesome at this. He grabs people. And just like, he, it's like, you know what? I'm going I'm to help, help raise these people up. But there's more of you that need to do that. Because God put so much in, into your hearts, into your minds, and you've, you've lived through so much. You're just like, okay, bring them alongside. Bring, bring them in. Bring them in, Lord. I'm, and start pouring into them and leading and saying, okay, this is how we do. And you all are, you all, are all at that point. You're, you're, not, you're not kids. I'm not talking spiritual. I'm not talking physical. You all, you all are grown in the spirit. It's time for you to have some kids that are you're just you're just bringing up, and you're you're pouring into, and you're giving them the wisdom, and you're giving them the knowledge, and you're giving them the direction, and you're saying, here, okay, this is scary. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Do what I do. And that's what each one of you all need to do. If people people come in, do what I do. Follow me as I follow Christ. Of the character of Christ, the continuity of Christ. This is what I want to finish up with. It's the commission of Christ. I love this. So he gives gifts to men. He gives some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, and some as pastor teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. There's a, there's a great word starting out verse 13. What is it? What's the first word starting out verse 13? Until. That's a great, it's a great time word. Until. So he gives these gifts, right? Until what? Until we, what's, until we all. There's that word again, all. By the way, if you look through here, I, I went through and I was like, all, 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 all. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. He's given these gifts so that all of us, by the way, all of those gifts have to be in play for us to attain. That's what it says. Until. If you start taking out parts, that until starts saying, I'm not ever going to get there. But that God's been restoring those gifts, okay? And the purpose of those gifts is not, the purpose of those gifts is not to do all the ministry. The purpose of those gifts is to equip everyone else to do all the ministry. 
See, that's me. That's not to say we're not doing ministry, right? But it's to equip everyone to do the ministry. I would, you know, I would love it when, re- when revival comes to just to sit back and say, I just want to direct traffic. <laughs> Honestly. Just let, let me, let me I'll, I'll put on an orange vest. I just want to direct traffic. I say, oh, you need this? Go to Karina. Oh, you need that? David's your man. Oh, you need, you need this? Oh, nope. Go see Joe. He'll pray for you. Oh, you need this? Nope. Go Steve. Steve is the one you need that. Uh, you, oh, you, Lynn. Lynn is the one for you. Okay? That's what I want to do. I want to, I want to, if I could just be as much hands off and come up here and pray and just say, okay, guys, here's the ministry team. Everyone stand up. If you need ministry, go to them. If you need help, call me. I'm, I'm available, but you all are the ministry team. That's the goal. And you guys are right there. Okay? What I want to do today is I want to, I want to bless you. And I want to pour that grace out on you if you want it. All right? Because um, that's, there, there is, there's a grace and anointing for ministry. And I'm one of those gifts given in the Ephesians 4, 11. And um, I want to, if you will, I want to commission you for ministry. Because that's, that's the purpose. My job is to commission you for ministry. And you guys are, you guys are ready. You guys are there. And I want, it's time to open that door. And give you the grace and the gifts that you need. So if you if there's a gift you say, you know, Adam, the Lord, I, I think the Lord's working in me for this gift. I want to give it to you. I can do that. The Lord's love. He's, he's I believe He's put that in me to be able to to impart that gift. If you say, I've got this gift, but it needs to be ignited. Okay, let's let's take care of it today. If you're like, I don't know what gift I've got, but I want to be used. Okay, let's. I'm going to just commission you to be used. All right? So um, what I'd like to do is this. I'm going to just pray a um, prayer of commissioning for, for you. And if you want to receive it, receive it. Okay? But if you want specific prayer, I'm going to ask you after I get done, come talk to me. Let me, let me pray over you specifically. I'll, get, I'll give you a word. I'll... You know, I'll lay my hands on you and, and commission you specifically. All right. But if you want to receive just the generic prayer, um, if you would just show the Lord some way that you want to receive it, whether if you want to stand up, if you want to raise your hand, if you want to put your hand over your heart, if you, if you feel like, hey, I got to kneel before the Lord, just do something, if you will, to show the Lord, say, look, Lord, that's me. I want that. I need that. Because I believe if you are hungry for it, if you are saying, Lord, I need that, he's going to fill that need this morning. All right, so let's, let's pray together. And I'm going to leave it up to you how you want to show the Lord that you're receiving this prayer. 
Father, I thank you for this, this group of people that um, is, is your, your folks, Lord. I love them. I know you love them more than I do. Lord, I know that Lord, I, I want great things for them, and I know that you want even greater things for them than I could want for them. And that's an, it's amazing, Lord, that you want even more for us. Lord, as your representative here this morning, I commission each one of these precious people, from the oldest to the youngest, from whatever walk of life, it doesn't really matter, I commission them in the name of Jesus to do your work, to, to go out and, and to fulfill the Great Commission Lord, I, I ask for the character of Christ for each and every one of us. Lord, we need to have your grace. We need to have your love. Oh, the love of the Lord. We need to have your holiness. Lord, we need, we need more of your mercy. We need more gr mercy towards one another, more grace towards one another. We need to show and exhibit how much uh, Jesus has done for, for us to the, to the world. Lord, I'm asking that you give each one of these the character of Jesus. Lord, if there are, th there are things that are in our life that we need to get rid of, Lord, let us see those. Let us experience your holiness in such a way that we, we've, we've got to get rid of everything else that doesn't look like you. Lord, I commission these wonderful people into your service to fulfill your great commission. Even as it says in, in Mark, to lay their hands on the sick that they may recover, to raise the dead, to bring in saints into the kingdom, to disciple the nations, To baptize in the name of Jesus I send them out with your seal upon them to do your work in Jesus name Amen Amen alright I'm excited guys God's about to do some great things. Um, this is this is totally free. <laughs>